I can't believe we've already reached the end of 2023 and that I'm here recording my fourth ever yearly recap on Unfiltered. It just feels like time is not real anymore and I feel like I just started this podcast and now I've been doing this for four years and I am a senior in college and I'm about to recap my 2023, which honestly has been a very, very eventful and tough year. I typically what I do is I go through all of the months of 2023, kind of give a brief synopsis of big events that happened, what I learned, where my head was at at the time. And this time as I was writing out all my thoughts, I realized that some big themes were love, losing love, finding love, grappling with love, both romantic and platonic, and self-love, and also loss. I feel like I have lost a lot of different sort of aspects of my life that I really felt like I had control of. And that's not to say that I haven't gained them back or that they're completely gone from my life, but there have been periods this year where I think I really lost touch with a lot of a lot of the sense of self that I had growing up. But at the same time, you know, with all the things that I've lost, I've also gained a lot. I've gained new friendships, new memories, new support systems. I've learned so much over the past year. I've really learned a lot about myself, especially. And I think I've learned a lot about the way I want to approach life and the way I want to approach the world as I get ready to graduate, which is a big, big milestone that's going to be happening in 2024. And actually, as I'm recording this, it's 8 p.m. on December 31st. My New Year's plan is to go to an 11 p.m. hot yoga class with one of my high school best friends, Austin. And we're going to go to this yoga class and then the class is going to end right at midnight. And then that's how I'm that's how I'm ringing in the new year, to be honest. And I know I'm super young. I'm only 22. So I feel like I can't really be saying this. But to be honest, I think New Year's, I do agree with the fact that it is pretty overrated. You know, I've had I've had some fun New Year's Eves, but the majority of my New Year's Eves have been like I'd rather I I would have rather been in bed or, you know, I think New Year's is fun when you're with your close friends. But for some reason, all of my New Year's Eves in college, like I've been with maybe like one or two close friends, but I've always found myself in a setting where I'm mostly surrounded by people I don't know. And I think I sort of force myself to still go because I felt like I had to for the sake of it being New Year's Eve. But, you know, I'm really, I'm really, really happy with the way that I'm going to be ringing in 2024. I'm also kind of a superstitious person. And I think, honestly, like the way I rang in my 2023 was not, I don't think it was a good (laughs) start. And I'm not saying that this is the reason, but 2023 was kind of kind of a mess. There were some parts of it that were very messy. And I think 
sometimes I like to think that it was because of the way that I started that year. So hopefully with me starting 2024 with yoga in a very calm and meditative space, I am hoping that that energy is going to translate to the rest of my year because I definitely need it. So I'm very excited for the rest of my night. It's not going to be crazy. It's going to be very wholesome, actually. And I've also been in a very reflective mood ever since I got home for winter break, which makes a lot of sense. You know, the holidays bring up a lot of emotion. Also, this time last year, there was a lot of change happening in my life. And so naturally, with an anniversary of an event, you think about what happened a year ago today. And It is my last winter break at home as a college student, and that is also bringing up some emotions. So I have a lot, I have a lot in store for today to talk about. But yeah, I think as I was saying earlier, 2023 for me has been love, loss, but also gain and a lot of, and a lot of lessons. So I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna go through my year and, and share, you know, what happened each month. I think what's also really hard and something I honestly really grapple with on this podcast is I obviously I I love being vulnerable and I I think there's a lot of power in sharing your story and there's been a lot of times where I've shared pretty pretty vulnerable things on this podcast and you know people have reached out and said hey thanks for sharing this I have also gone through the same thing but and I think I've mentioned this before, certain things I just don't necessarily want to put on the internet. So there will be moments where I will try to be a little vague with my wording and not give all the details because I don't want to expose myself entirely. But I'm still exposing myself. So I hope that this is entertaining and also enjoyable for all who are listening. So we're going to start in January 2023. I also made titles for each month because I think that kind of helps sum up everything that happened. January, (laughs) we're going to start on a really sad note. January was the month of grief. And, you know, I've, I've talked about my breakup a lot on this podcast. And I just, you know, it was that relationship. I was with that person in a very critical period of my life like I was a teenager but I was also entering my 20s and it was like right in the beginning of college going into the middle of college you know I was we were both so young but we were also just we were growing up and we grew a lot together we learned a lot together but we had a lot of maturing to do and I think at the end of the day we sort of you know that growing process that maturing process really I think that really took control in the in in a good way I think you know yeah I don't regret the relationship but I think it it ended for I it ended for the better but I still you know I really my life really destabilized after that experience I think this is also something that you know a lot of people can relate to you get to college and Oftentimes, college is most people's first very serious relationship, and you meet this person, and you're also adjusting to college, which is a big change. 
And a lot of times that person that you meet in a romantic context can become a crutch that you rely on amidst this period of change. They can become, you know, a very, very big pillar in your life. They can become something that you mold your identity around because you're you're in such a I don't know what the word you're in you're in a very moldable malleable I think that's the word I wanted to say you're a very you're a very malleable person in college so that makes you especially vulnerable to relationships and inevitably heartbreak so this you know January <laughs> and I'm able to talk about this now because I you know I feel like I've I've healed a lot and I've come a long way but you know, January was really a period of grief and reeling from the pain. I was in such a vulnerable spot emotionally. And as a result, I really let myself be molded by those around me. I found that I really, I honestly went through this period where I had no preferences, which is really strange, but I almost sort of, like, I kind of just let go of everything. And I think I've become a much more strong-willed person, but I have not always been that way. And especially when I was sad and heartbroken, I really just, it's like I didn't have a backbone (laughs) and I let certain people in my life really just shape my view of the world, shape my preferences like it was you know I think it's great to lean on your friends but I almost sort of it's like I I really I lost my own brain power (laughs) and my own ability to make decisions for myself I also was in a very beautiful place physically I I think I've mentioned this before but I um I have a lot of friends from college who actually happen to be from Hawaii and so I flew out there for a little bit and was hanging out with them just to sort of distract myself and it was it was beautiful I mean Hawaii is gorgeous and I woke up every morning and I you know felt really grateful to be there and nature is just so healing and I think that this really was the year that I I learned that, but still, like I was in a beautiful place physically, but inside I was so empty and I was so not okay. January was also the month that I got injured, which I talk about my injury a lot, but I I think that you know it's it's been something I've I've grappled with for the whole year and. January was the start. So, you know, 2023 is off to a great start already. Um, but I will say in January, this was the beginning of some very beautiful friendships, actually. Some new friendships that I am just, you know, so grateful to say have flourished throughout the year. And these friends have become people that I truly cannot imagine college without. And one thing I'm always surprised by is the fact that you can always just make, you can always make new friends. Like there's always more people to meet. I think with the beginning of college, sometimes it's easy to think that all of your friends are solidified and there's no one else to meet. But no, like I, you know, I'm a senior, but I've made some wonderful friends over the past year. People that I cannot have imagined graduated. People that I cannot have imagined 
not meeting before graduating. So January, month of grief, but, you know, also month of some wonderful new friends. February, month of suppression. So this was the start of my junior spring. And if you ask any of my friends, my junior spring, I was a different person. Like, I I truly don't know what got into me. I mean, I do kind of know what got into me, but I'm, I'm surprised and shocked that I was able to carry out, you know, what I told my brain I would do. I was very fired up. I honestly shut down socially. I pushed myself in every aspect of life, school, clubs, exercise. Like if you lift weights, you are probably familiar with this idea of going to failure, right? Like if you if you do a rep in the gym, a lot of times people will say, you know, go to failure, go until your muscles physically cannot lift anymore. And I, I almost felt like I was doing that with everything in my life. Like I, for example, am not someone who stays up late to finish work. I just can't do it. I, my brain shuts down. I'm not good at staying up late, but I would force myself to stay up late, even though I had no assignments to do. Like I would finish my assignments, right? But I still felt like I needed to stay up super late because I wanted to feel productive. I channeled all of my energy into my external productivity. I really was, you know, I I did great my junior spring. I am proud of how hard I worked, but at what cost, right? And February was sort of, I just hit the ground running and I suppressed everything. I really did not want to go back to campus. I remember actually landing in the airport and just crying. Like, I really did not want to go back to school and it was just not, it wasn't a great start. It wasn't a great semester, to be honest. Like, I was not very happy my junior spring. And February was the precursor to all of that. And I was still sad. <laughs> March, March is the month I don't really remember. And, you know, it kind of felt like a filler month in a way. Like, for example, I didn't have, none of my classes had midterms. So I didn't really have that timeline of I feel like midterms are all you know they're in the middle of the semester and they always mark a certain halfway point and it's a good checkpoint for time but I didn't have that my junior spring what I did have though was spring break um some friends and I went to Mexico which was a lot of fun but spring break was actually my first pause in the semester like it was the first time I truly took a step back from my work and it was not good. And you know why? <laughs> because as soon as I took a step back from the suppression, I emotions came flooding back to me. And I always, you know, I say this a lot, but when you suppress so much, you're inherently teaching yourself that your emotions, once you feel them, will be all consuming. And this is exactly what happened. I was a wreck on spring break. I had fun with my friends, but Internally, I was a mess. And, you know, I got from, back from spring break, and I always feel like the semester after spring break is just crazy. Like, something about the way classes are set up, I don't know what it is, but I felt like after spring break, everything's just sort of started going faster and faster. And I was also studying for my MCAT at this point, and, you know, end of March hit and I was like I need to I really need to crack down on this I need to be a little bit more serious 
So I was, I got back from spring break and, you know, put those emotions that I felt back into a box. And what about my semester? March was also when I started teaching spin, which actually has been such a blessing of 2023. I think becoming a fitness instructor has been really difficult, but also just something I'm really proud of myself for. So March also, I mean, you know, filler month, month I don't really remember, month of an emotional spring break, but I started a job that I love and still do. April was the month of fatigue and lots of caffeine. As you can see, the first few months of 2023 were rough. And I, you know, I have no shame in saying that. I think if I were to sit here and say that 2023 was wonderful and every month was great, that would be such a lie. And if I honestly heard anyone say that on a podcast, I would not believe them. So this is me being truthful. Um, April was Ugh, it was I was so tired. I was so tired at this point because you can only suppress your body and you can only, you know, push yourself to failure for a certain amount of time. I really I was tired. I was burnt out. It was also such a blur. Um one nice thing was I saw Taylor Swift and that was great. I honestly felt like I felt like seeing her and this is going to sound pretty dramatic, but I felt like seeing her kind of reminded me that I can feel my emotion just because what I love about her is I feel like her lyrics are very emotive and I think they tell stories. And I used to be so emotive. I mean, I am right now, but April 2023, Emily was not. And then I saw her and I was, you know, it reminded me of the fact that I can feel my emotions and it's great. Um, Seeing her was kind of a wake-up call but a really mini one anyway I was tired in April and the amount of caffeine that I was drinking this month is insane I think I have talked about it before but I was having probably 600 plus milligrams of caffeine a day and it wasn't it wasn't good you know it wasn't good but um I had to do it I really had to do it I mean I didn't have to do it but I felt like I had to Um, and after Taylor Swift, I immediately went into finals period and that leads us into May, which May, I want to say May was a turning point because it was the end of my junior spring. It was the month of the MCAT. Ooh, and the MCAT was a beast in itself. I, you know, I had been studying for it for a really long time and it honestly, The weird thing, though, is that I would say about two weeks before my MCAT exam, I took it on May 13th, about two weeks before, I weirdly entered a state of bliss. And this was so contradictory to the state of my body throughout the entire semester beforehand. Like, I was always stressed. I was always on the edge. I was never letting myself watch Netflix or just rest or sleep. But then it's almost as if my body forced myself. It's like I was so stressed that all the stress canceled each other out, if that makes any sense. So two weeks before my MCAT, I mean, I studied, but I wasn't, I really wasn't studying that much. Like I had my finals and my MCAT was right at the end of my finals period, which terrible timing, but actually ended up being fine. I, I just remember like before my MCAT, I was 
it was weirdly the most peaceful I had been all semester. And it's almost as if I was, my mind was subconsciously saying, you know, like you studied, you're fine. You've tried your best. There's nothing more you can do at this point. And I remember like I would, and at this point, all my friends had left campus. So it was just me. I would watch Netflix and go to bed early. I would wake up, I would do a little studying. That's pretty much it. Like I would order Uber Eats a lot. (laughs) I would lay in bed. I was just getting ready for the end of the semester and I felt like my MCAT was the culmination of honestly all of the work that I had been doing. And I took my MCAT and then I went backpacking the day after. I went on a week-long backpacking trip in preparation for a trip that I ended up going on in August. This was a training trip and I've talked about it before. And my backpacking trip, I just, I I had so many emotional epiphanies on this backpacking trip. I had a realization about a friend. I had a realization about my breakup. I had a realization about just myself and the way that I interact with people. Like, I'm telling you, nature is so, it's so healing, but it also just something about being in the outdoors just really elicits a lot of vulnerable conversation and connection which is why I love the outdoors but this backpacking trip was a lot for me and I came back from it and I honestly felt this is dramatic but I felt like a completely different person May was also the month I lost some friendships to be honest I lost I lost a friendship to a very A reason that I'm not going to explain in depth, but it's a reason (laughs) that I am just fired up about because of the fact that it was, you know, I guess me being a woman, I, you know, it was a reason that (laughs) honestly really inspired the way that I approached summer. And I know that's really vague, but this friendship was, it was a lot. And it, it's not like this person was my super close friend, but they were someone I considered to be a friend. And then after a certain experience and conversation, I realized a lot of things about self-respect and just the way that I wanted to approach life after. Again, I know this is very vague, but May was also sort of, it was like a little wake-up call. And then we transition into the summer. So June was the month of solitude. And I really wanted to be alone. After that semester, after the first few months of 2023, which I was still sad and I was still, you know, grappling with some loss, um, I just wanted to start my summer by myself um you know I messaged some people and I said hey like you know these are people that I normally talk to a lot I said hey I just wanted to let you know I will not I'm not really going to be as communicative as I normally am um at least for the next month I just I want to take this time to be myself and you know they respected it and I I think it's better to communicate that decision than to just not respond to them. Um, but I made that decision for myself. 
I really wanted to be alone in this period. This June was honestly the month where I came to love and appreciate my alone time a lot more because here's the thing my junior spring I was alone but it was like it almost felt like I was alone out of spite because I kind of shut down immersed myself into school and it wasn't you know it wasn't the kind of solitude that is healthy it felt like I was sort of like a wounded animal in a way, which I know is is dramatic, but that's how I felt. But June was really the first month where I felt like I was alone in a very healthy way because it was a choice, but it was a choice that was, it wasn't because of other people. The choice was because of myself. Like I, I really, I really wanted to be alone. I started a program abroad and I explored the city by myself and I spent a lot of time alone. I went on a lot of walks. I also was just spending a lot of time in the gym, just, you know, really just trying to clear my mind. And I think this month was necessary. I think at this point in the year, like I was dealing with the aftermath of a really traumatic semester like junior junior year was hard and I talked to a lot of people a lot of other college students and they also agree junior year is just generally hard I mean sophomore year is also hard but I don't know junior year for me was it was tough um and so I felt like June was necessary I needed to you know I could have made a lot of close friends in my program I could have taken that opportunity to be very social but I chose not to and I'm really glad I did because I weirdly had a really great time by myself in June. July you know now we're gonna we're starting to get a little more positive. (laughs) Um, It gets better it gets I mean it gets worse a little and then it gets better but July July was honestly a good month. July was the month of girlhood Um, and by that I mean I started to feel like myself again and I started to feel as if I could really be in touch with all the little parts of my identity that I felt like had been, you know, truly hurt. Um, I reunited with a lot of old friends, high school and college, and did some traveling and that was really nice. I went to a concert by myself for the first time. I saw Dominic Fike. I love his music. Um... And I went and there were a lot of couples around me, but I didn't bother me. Like, I think one way that I really can tell that I have healed is like a big sign is is when you go out and you don't feel yourself getting bitter when you see other couples. Like, I think for honestly, like six months after my breakup, like I would I would see other couples and I'd hate it. And I think, you know, they're going to break up and love isn't real and all this stuff. But you know, once I reached the point where I could go out and I could look at them and be happy for them and be fine, it's that was really that was a turning point in my healing process. So July and you know, I mentioned girlhood. Barbie came out, loved that, saw that with my friends. You know, we all wore pink. I felt like it was a very necessary experience. Um, and I really, you know, I'm gonna be honest, I did cry when I watched that movie because I felt like <laughs> I felt like there were a lot of messages in that movie that I needed to hear personally because it felt like it was released at a time where I really was lacking that sort of like 
push to understand that my experiences are pretty common. My experiences in relationships and with other people were pretty common. Um, and it just felt like I was able to like return back to the state of really being me. And I also went to a festival with two of my high school friends and we had such a lovely time. Um, and I just, I really felt like I was healing some like inner part of myself that was afraid to express my feminine side. But, you know, also like, I think that was the month I sort of started to understand this whole social media conversation of the fact that you can be strong and independent as a woman, but also be feminine. Like those two things are not mutually exclusive. And I think the topic of femininity is also, you know, a whole separate topic and I could make a whole other episode on it. Um, and it's, I have my own experiences with it. Um, but July was really healing. And I, I honestly feel like I can speak for, you know, women and girls when I say that I feel like this year was sort of a shift in the way that we talk about femininity. Like there have been so many social media trends and conversations about things like girl math and girl dinner and you know with the Barbie movie coming out I also feel like I don't know I just I think that there's there's a shift happening and I obviously like I these are a lot of half-formed thoughts and there's not you know I, I totally would make a whole separate episode about this with some more well thought out bullet points but I felt like July and I, I had this conversation with a lot of my girlfriends, but July was really a period where I felt like I could lean on the community of women around me. And it was, it was, it came at a great time. Very healing. And then we go to August. August was the month of new beginnings. August was a great month. And this is when I led my backpacking trip. So this backpacking trip, was for first-year students who are incoming students to college and um, it's really meant to serve as a sort of transition into this completely different community and it's I would say I would argue it's a much more emotional trip than it is physical like yes you are backpacking but the emotional part of it is just, I mean, at least for me, I value it so much more. I think it's much more important than the actual act of being in the woods. I led my backpacking trip. I felt, honestly, I think that was like one of the happiest periods of the year. And I got back from that trip and I, I almost like wrote a high from it. Like I got back and I was so happy. I moved in to my dorm for my senior year and I was just so excited to, this was like the very, it, it was a very different move and experience than my junior spring was. You know, I mentioned my junior spring, I didn't want to go back. I was crying in the airport. But for my senior fall, like I was so ready. I was so ready to be back. I was excited to live with my friends. I live with six people and I love all of them very dearly. And I was just really happy to have this support system in my life. And it felt very new, but it just, it felt so right. And 
I had all these dreams and aspirations for myself going into senior fall and I felt recharged. I felt ready. I was, I was very social, very extroverted at this time. Um, I just, I remember in August, like going out all the time and it, it really, it felt like all of summer had prepared me for August for the beginning of my senior year. And it was just, it was, it was very different from junior year and it was different in a good way. So here I am living with my six roommates. We have this giant suite. It's wonderful. I'm having such a good time. We get to September. We're really settling into our suite. You know, we have lots of fun plans, lots of outings. We go out every weekend. It's great. It's wonderful. I'm having an, an amazing time. And then I call September the month of therapy. I start therapy. And I've mentioned my experience with therapy before. I honestly had a very tough experience in the beginning. And as I've explained, I had a tough experience because I started therapy and I really just dove in. I dove in and I talked about things that I don't talk about. Um, I felt emotions that I hadn't felt since last year. I was honest in a way I haven't been honest in a long time, both with another person and with myself. And it was like, a, it kind of hit me like a truck. Like the thought of talking about things with a stranger who has no connection to my life. And then, you know, they sort of like, they work with you to put the pieces together to sort of see how your life is all connected. It's like, I felt like I was being broken down and like built back up. Um, therapy was, it was a game changer, I will say. It really did change the course of my year. Um, and it's been such an interesting journey, I think. I'm at a point now where I'm finally starting to feel the positive effects of it. But, you know, for that, that first month or two, I was like, this sucks. Like, because I would have to go and then I'd, you know, it'd be a 4 p.m. on a Monday and I'd talk about heavy stuff for an hour and then I'd cry and it'd be awful. And then I'd have a meeting after or I'd have a dinner with a friend or I'd have I'd have an assignment to do. And I was like, I can't do this. Like, I can't. I can't talk about this past experience or trauma or heartbreak or whatever and then go back into the re into the normal world and like expect to be expect to just resume my normal responsibilities like it was mind blowing to me that people do this um and so I I kind of had to work around some things and intentionally make my Monday evenings mindless and healing like I would go to Pilates right after therapy because I was like, the only thing I can do is exercise. Um, I would intentionally not schedule dinners on Mondays because I was like, I'm not going to be a pleasant person to be around on Monday nights. Um, I tried to get all my assignments done before therapy. <laughs> it's like I was like shifting my life around this one hour a week where I was finally honest with myself and I mean, I can kind of joke about it, but I think 
I almost wish I had started this process earlier, but there were so many things that were holding me back from starting therapy. Um, don't get me wrong, huge proponent. But I think for those who go into therapy and do the heavy work of, you know, talking about past stuff and present stuff, it's hard. It is hard. Um, I think in September, I also, I was having really bad body image and I talk about body image a lot. I think it's, I have a really complicated relationship with my body, if I'm being completely honest. Um, I never really, I never, never really know what I look like. I also feel like I, I feel like my weight fluctuates a lot and I also sort of, I don't know, I think growing up in an Asian American household, like the conflict of Asian beauty standards, but also white American beauty standards, it's just confusing and I feel like I'm a mix of all of it or I'm a product of a mix of all of it and um, it's really over the past 22 years of my life been something that I've I mean I think about I honestly think about my body image every single day and I know I'm not alone in saying this but there are moments of the year where it's better and I don't think about it um September I was not doing well with it I I gotta be honest I was unhappy um and it really just I don't know I felt like I wanted to understand why also like my relationship with my body image is so complicated um but it was it wasn't great it really wasn't great we go to October October was the month I hit my breaking point I feel like all of these months have been titled in such a dramatic way um but October really was the breaking point uh and I also want to say throughout this my senior fall I was having the most fun I don't want to say the most fun but I was having a lot of fun like even though I was you know having some hard experiences in therapy and body image and all that compared to my junior spring senior fall has been one of my best semesters in college anyway October comes around you know still enjoying my friends still enjoying sweet I turned 22 um and then I hit I hit my low point I hit my breaking point and I, I really feel like October was the culmination of everything over 2023. Just like, like everything was just peaking for like for the worse. I, I was burnt out. I was emotionally just, I was so done. Like I felt like all of these things that I had been suppressing and, and working through over 2023, like October, for, I, don't, I don't know if it was that I turned 22 I think birthdays also bring up, I, I always cry my birthday. I'm a very emotional person and birthdays are just an emotional time for me. And I cried on when I on my birthday and then shortly after, like enter this period of just like sadness. <laughs> and I had a lot of epiphanies about, I have a lot of epiphanies, but I had an epiphany that I rest, I, re, I really do rest a lot of self-worth on external things. And it was something that I had been trying to work on, but had this realization like I do it too much I do it way too much um and October yeah October was my breaking point and then and then mid to late October I would say for like two three weeks I made a lot of changes in my life a lot of changes that really have changed the course of my life number one 
I decided to drop a huge academic project that was weighing on me and stressing me out and the cost benefit of it. Like I did not need to be ruining my life over it. I dropped it and I have never felt better. So that was the decision that I made for myself that was very contradictory to the way that I viewed academics my junior spring. Junior spring, I would have forced myself to do it no matter what. But I would have done it to prove to myself and other people that I was strong. Like I would have done it because I was heartbroken. But we were healed. We were healed at this point and I didn't need to be proving anything. There's no need to do that. So dropped that. Um, next thing is I rediscovered hot yoga. I stopped intense exercise, stopped weightlifting, stopped all of that. And I really just went back to the roots of what I love. Hot yoga, running, cycling, things that really enter. I, like these were the things that I started when I entered my fitness journey and they are the foundation of the reason why I love exercise. Hot yoga especially, like I'm going to sit here and talk about hot yoga for a minute because it has truly changed my life. I'm not going to talk, I mean the benefits of hot yoga, I feel like most people know, but the mental aspect and the mental clarity that I have after doing yoga is there is no other exercise in the world that gives me this mental clarity. Nothing. I mean, running like is nice, but there's something about being in like a hundred degree room and you end in, it's called Shavasana where you just lie on your back in silence and like you're super tired. You're very sweaty, but you're just lying there and your eyes are closed and the yoga instructor turns off the lights and they let you just sit there for a few minutes and you just, you're just there with your thoughts and your sweat. And I, I promise I have done some of my clearest, best thinking during Shavasanas. I love hot yoga so much. I think it's a practice that I will do for the rest of my life, honestly. Like I, when I see older people at hot yoga, I get so happy because I'm like, I want that to be me when I'm older. I, I think the mobility and the flexibility that it gives and the physical benefit obviously is great. But yoga really is, it's such a reminder to slow down and it's, I love it. I love it so much. I'm very excited <laughs> to be starting 2024 with hot yoga. Anyway, I rediscovered hot yoga. And the other big decision that I made in October was I had a conversation with someone from my past. And this conversation did not expect to have it, but it happened. And it relieved a lot of the pain and the resentment and the sadness that I had suppressed over the past year. It really felt like this was the peak of my mental exhaustion. I had that conversation and I mean, things weren't better overnight, but things were better. And I realized like, I never wanna go through life ignoring things like that anymore. Again, this is very vague, but I'm a huge proponent of just have the conversation, you know, talk through things, be honest about your emotions. It's always the best case scenario. Like you can never go wrong with honesty. Well, actually, sometimes you can't go wrong with honesty, but that's a more complicated topic. Most of the time you can never go wrong with being honest about your emotions, truthful, vulnerable, real, unfiltered. I had a conversation like that and it's like everything, It like it felt like everything that of my 2023 had been leading up to that conversation. 
And October was the month of the lowest low I have ever felt, honestly, maybe in my life. Like, I'm not exaggerating. October was very hard. And and then things kind of started to settle. And November, I called the month of the aftermath. This was when I felt like therapy was finally starting to help. This was when I finally felt as though I had forgiven myself for a lot of things. And I felt like I'd forgiven other people for a lot of things. I finally felt a little more okay. I also just, I don't know, I really don't like the narrative of like, you start out awful and then you get better. And then it's like this linear healing process. If anything, I feel like this recap should show you that healing really is not linear. It really, it, it's not. Because I got a little better over the summer and then I got back and then I got worse. And it's like, I, I want to, you know, say it's, it wasn't linear, but I felt like November, November was good. I had Thanksgiving break. Thanksgiving break is always a blur because I'm home for like three days, but those three days involve me doing work <laughs> and then I get back and then it's finals. Um, I realize I haven't really mentioned my back. My back was okay. Um, I, I actually was in the ER in November, which is not great, but I was in the ER for my back. Uh, since then, it's been better, but ER was not great. <laughs> not a good time, but I still made it to my friends and I were going to a big football game that that weekend, and I thought I wasn't going to be able to go because I was in the ER, but I still went, and I'm very glad I went. I was in some pain that weekend, but it was fine. <laughs> I'm very glad I made it because it was the last, the last one of my college career, um, and I'm so glad I went. At this, t- at this point in time, I really... I was like, okay, what else, what else does 2023 have to offer me? You know, what else, what other feelings are there for me to feel? I felt like I had felt the whole spectrum of emotion. And then someone new entered my life. And this experience, I, it was a whirlwind of emotion. It was confusing. It was new. It was exciting. It was scary. But there were some shifts in my life. There were some changes. And then we go into December. December was the month of deep reflection. I had finals. I was adjusting to a new presence, a new person to give my time and energy to. I had a crisis over the fact that this is my last holiday season in college. And so as a result, I really, I really cracked down on the holiday activities. Ice skating, I saw the nutcracker. I got a Christmas tree for my sweet mates. We did a gift exchange. We went to this thing called Snowport, which is a little holiday market. I did a New York weekend trip during Christmas. Like I was like, this is, this is my last holiday period and I'm gonna, I'm gonna make the most of it. So, and I had a great time. I felt like last year, actually, my holiday season sucked because I was sad um, and I felt like I sacrificed a lot of a lot of things because I was sad. And this year I was determined to make these things my own again. I was like, you know, I'm not going to let something, I'm not going to let sadness stop me this year. I'm going to do it. And I did them. And then I went home. 
And I realized while I'm home, it's okay for some things to be on pause. It feels like every time I go home from college, I'm in a weird time warp. I'm not really talking to my college friends. You know, romantic things are not progressing. I'm not really, I mean, I'm doing work, but I'm not really like working on things. It's like I'm home and just like everything sort of is on pause and that's okay. I feel like it, it, it used to give me a lot of anxiety, but the older I get, the more I realize time just passes by so fast and like my next semester will come. It'll come. Like there's a time and place for everything. It's okay for things to be on pause. And now we're at the end of December and there were definitely a lot of things that I left out about my yearly recap. But if I mentioned every single time that I cried or was sad or had, you know, some sort of crisis, we would be here for like five hours. But so I kind of gave (laughs) this was my abbreviated recap of 2023, which I really hope my future self is listening to this when I'm like 50 or something and just laughing because I feel like this was a very dramatic year. Felt like a lot of change happened. Um, it was also like peak girlhood for me and also like peak academic weapon, but then also like learning how to take a step back from that and like deconstruct a lot of things. So 2023, crazy year. And I'm going to end this episode by quickly just talking about some of my personal goals for 2024, which this year, a lot of a lot of change is going to happen. I'm actually more curious about my 2024 recap because this is the year I leave college, I apply for medical school, I live on my own for the first time, and I'm really curious. I also turned 23, which I think, like, 2020, like 22 has been a great age. I love 22. I'm a little scared to turn 23. I know that I'm still young, but 23 is, it just sounds older to me. I don't know. Anyway, so quickly just going to talk about some of my goals in the personal realm of life, this is actually a really, really big goal. I want to learn how to cook. That's all I'm going to say about that. Um, and with that, apartment living. I've lived in an apartment before my freshman spring, but it just wasn't... I didn't really know what I was doing. Um, it wasn't a great apartment. I <laughs> I honestly like did not go about apartment living right at all. <laughs> Like, I didn't cook. I was eating cereal for dinner. It was not a great time. This time, I want to take apartment living way more seriously and, like, really, like, lean into the apartment aesthetic. Um, I really want to do a lot of post-grad traveling. My friends and I have already started making some itineraries and places that we want to go, a list of places, and I'm, I want to, I want to travel post-grad, I think. I, I'm excited. I am excited. I already, my friends and I have some great spring break plans, so looking forward to that. Um, We're doing Bangkok and Seoul, which will be fun. And we've been talking about some other post-grad plans, so that'll be fun. Another personal goal, keep up with Unfiltered. I'm actually bringing guests back. So next year is going to, we're going to have some guests, which is really going to shake things up. I think it'll be great. I think I need it's time that I bring other people back on the podcast. There will be a lot of new voices, but there will also be some familiar voices. Um, I'm also planning on doing a sweet mate series. So all these mysterious people that I've sort of mentioned and hinted to, you'll actually get to hear their stories on the podcast, which will be exciting. Another personal goal, continue therapy, obviously. Um, Dress better. I say this every year because 
every year I fall into this trap where I wear the same exact things over and over again, especially pajama items, um, like leisure items. I wear the same. I've been wearing. <laughs> I'm going to expose myself more. I've been wearing the same gray zip up hoodie every single day that I've been at home. Um, I need to learn how to let go of pajama shorts and certain tank tops, sweatpants, hoodies, and I just need to dress better. I, I, I say it every year and then every year. I dress pretty well from like January to March and then it sort of goes downhill. But I also feel like I'm going to be working and I need to actually dress professionally for work. So that'll be a whole other challenge in itself. Another personal goal is to enjoy my age. Again, I've loved being 22. Great age. I want to just, this is the first year where I'm like, I want to stay 22. I want to stay my age. I don't want to get older. I'm not excited to turn 23. And 22 has been so fun. I want to continue. I want to continue being 22. And I want to really enjoy it. My final personal goal is to reflect on my my place and space in college as I get ready to leave. I think I have a very complicated relationship with college. I'm very grateful for the opportunities and experiences that I've had over the four years. But College has also brought me a lot of pain and a lot of struggle. Um, I've had wonderful experiences, but I've also had awful experiences. And I just really want to, I want to be very reflective on what it means to leave college. So there will probably be a whole, a whole separate episode on that. Moving into some fitness goals, I, you know, I obviously want to fully heal my back, physical therapy, all that. I'm actually running the Chicago Marathon, which was a decision I made on a whim, um, but I'm running it for a place that I volunteer at, and I really have no idea what I'm doing, so we'll see how this goes. I cannot believe I'm running a marathon. Um, I've run a half marathon, but that was like five years, no, oh my gosh, was it like six years ago? I was, it was young, I was young, Um, so we'll see if I can do this, but it's happening in October 2024, so I've got some time. That in itself is a pretty big fitness goal. I also have this delusion that I'm going to do a triathlon, not in 2024, but my delusion is that after my marathon, I'm going to start training for a triathlon because in my mind, I'm like, I can run, I can cycle. Swimming is scary to me, and I've mentioned this before, but I can maybe swim in a pool, but like swimming in an open body of water, which is where a triathlon happens, like an ocean or a lake, is so scary to me. Like, I don't know how people do that. But in this delusion that I live in, I will begin triathlon training this year. My last fitness goal is I want to become a cycle instructor at a studio. Right now, I teach at my school gym, which has been great. Um, But I think once I graduate, potentially working at a studio, that's also sort of a fantasy because I don't know how much time realistically I would have for that. But maybe maybe on the weekends. We'll see. Um, Career-wise, I'm going to be on a gap year. I'm going to be doing med school applications. And I low-key want to do something with my barista training. But I don't know how realistic. I I have so many goals for my gap year. Like I want to work a real job, but then I also want to teach cycle. I also want to be a barista. I don't know how practical this is. Um, I honestly will probably only work a real job. I don't think. Not that barista and cycling 
are not real jobs, but I feel like I consider those to be more like hobbies and passions. Um, I don't think it's going to be realistic for me to do all three, but it's in my 2024 goals. So we'll see. And finally going to end with some more relationship and friendship goals. Uh, I want to learn how to communicate my needs more firmly. I also want to stop being afraid of voicing my needs. I also want to stop assuming that other people can read my mind because no one is a mind reader. And my last goal, no more settling. No more settling. And I'm gonna I'm gonna leave it at that. Um, this has honestly been probably one of the most vulnerable twenty uh, most vulnerable yearly recaps I've ever done. Um, I exposed myself a lot, but it felt very cathartic to do it. Um, I really hope you guys are also doing reflection on your 2023. Thank you so much for sticking with me. I know this has been a weird year with Unfiltered. I had a lot of like spurts of inspiration and then I had a lot of periods of silence. But I'm just glad that I have always come back to the microphone, that I always keep creating. And next year we're gonna we're gonna bring the guests back. And I think this will be something that will really it will really bring Unfiltered to a place where it used to be. And but I'm also gonna try to still do some solo episodes sprinkled in here and there. Um, because those are always those are always fun. So again, thank you so much for your continued continued listening and support um, throughout 2023. And I wish you all a wonderful, happy new year and cheers to 2024. Sounds like a made up year, but we finally made it. So happy new year, stay safe, and I hope you keep reflecting.